Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. If you're new to the show, I'm so glad you're here. Honestly, I'm glad you're here, whether you're new or whether you're not, especially today because it's a big weekend. Tomorrow, so this airs on Saturday, July 11th, Sunday, July 12th is Primal Potential's sixth anniversary birthday, whatever you call it. We come around to the beginning. I guess it could be either one. We'll call it both. It is Primal Potential's birthday tomorrow. It is Primal Potential's anniversary tomorrow. It's also my birthday tomorrow. So what I decided to do that would be fun, I went into our Primal Potential Facebook group. It's free. It's open to anybody. You can just find it by searching Primal Potential in groups over on Facebook. I said I wanted to just open it up to what's on your mind, what you want to know. And a lot of the questions that came up, I think we'll have to make this two-parter because there were tons of questions put in there and they're all awesome. A lot of the questions were about Primal Potential, about business, about how I do things, how I think about things, what I've learned, all of that. So we're just going to dive right into the questions. And like I said, I think this will have to be broken up either over a couple of days and we'll air them back to back or two Saturday shows because um, every single Saturday is when I answer your questions. But you guys had epic, epic questions if you're not part of that group. It's an incredible group. It's just good people working on themselves. And I think who we surround ourselves with really matters. And the more people I can surround myself with who are trying to do better and be better and create a better life, the better it is for me. We are going to do a special giveaway today. I thought it would be fun to give away three signed copies of Chasing Cupcakes. Three signed copies of Chasing Cupcakes. So I will announce the winners at the end of the show. If you want to win, I give something away every single Saturday. Today we're just doing it three times. There's three ways to win. Number one, you can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Or... You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or, and you get three chances to enter if you do all three, so much better chance, is post on Facebook or Instagram and tag me sharing either an episode of the show that you're listening to or something that you have learned from the podcast. That's it. And I will announce those winners at the end of today's episode. So if you want to win a signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes... Just listen to the end of this show. All right, let's dive into the questions and thanks to everybody who shared questions. The first one says, what are the top six things, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned over the last six years of doing this podcast? So the podcast has only been around for about five years because I started it, well, that's even not true. I think I started the podcast a few months in. So the podcast hasn't quite been six years, even though Primal Potential started in July. I feel like the podcast started maybe October, November of that year-ish. Um, 
and I don't, I don't know that I could come up with six things, but I, and I, the way that I do this guys, I pull these questions right before I start recording. So I don't like, you know, think about them for a week or anything like that. And I'm sure that if you asked me this question a month from now, I might have different answers. But what are the top things that I've learned, the biggest lessons that I've learned over the last five plus years doing the podcast? I would say the biggest one is not to worry about avoiding criticism. I had a tendency, especially early on, like, oh, I don't know if I want to do an episode about this because it's controversial and all the people are going to come out and hate on me. You know, like if I were to do a, an episode on protein and animal protein, then all the vegetarians and vegans, rah, you know. Even sometimes when I do an episode on mindset and I share my perspective, people come out and they say, oh, I don't think that's true at all, blah, blah, blah. I learned early on that I can't make decisions based on what I think other people might say in response. I can't do anything trying to avoid criticism. And I think the biggest lesson that came from this for me was that it's very selfish, it's very self-centered to make decisions about avoiding criticism. That has me at the center of the story. I'm going to do it this way because I don't want to come under fire. It's very self-centered. I am at the center of the story. It's all about making it easier for me. It's all about avoiding discomfort for me. And I just learned early on that my podcast needs to be about serving you well. Serving you well. It's not about if I'm going to come under fire for anything. It is about will this episode serve my listeners well? So that's the first thing. The second is really that the more you do something, the easier it gets. And I know that sounds so obvious, but I think with podcasting, early on, there was a fear that I was going to like run out of things to say, you know, what do you, especially when the show was more focused around nutrition, like how many times can you talk about fiber? How many times can you talk about protein? What I have learned is the more content you create, the more content you're able to create. The more you do anything, the easier it is to do that thing. There is no running out. And then the third thing in terms of like top lessons that I've learned in all these years podcasting is that success is really, really, really simple, which is not the same as easy, right? If consistency was easy, everybody would do it. But consistency is very simple. And especially when I look back on all the things we've talked about from motivation to consistency to hormones to this to that, the success strategies are not a lot, you know, they're not widely varied. There are a few things that come up again and again and again and again. Success is very, very simple. The, uh, the next question says, is there anything that has really shifted or changed? Like, is there something you used to teach that may have proven not as effective or looking back, something gained evidence as being more effective? I haven't gone through and listened to 800 some odd episodes, but there's not anything that I'm like, oh yeah, I was really wrong about that. The big shift that has happened though is that I don't talk about nutrition and biochemistry as much. And the reason for that is it's not what people need. I don't want to be one of those voices just pumping out more information and then leaving people with the same problem, which is they don't know how to consistently implement it. So a couple years into the podcast, a few years ago, I shifted away from talking about things like food and weight 
and started talking about things like action and mindset and what it takes to actually create change in your life because I fundamentally believe that everybody knows enough. Sure, we could always know more. We could always get deeper into the weeds and whatnot, but that's not what it's going to take to change our lives. We have to get out of our own ways. We have to be more consistent. So that's the big shift that happened in the podcast, but it wasn't because you know, something turned out to not be true. It's just based on what people really need. All right. Um, what is one thing you wish, you wish you would have known six years ago that you know now? One thing I wish I would have known six years ago that I know now. For me, it is that the only thing that matters are my relationships. And that includes my relationship with myself. I really feel strongly that at the end of the day, the only thing that matters are the relationships that we have. Take away all the money, take away all the career stuff, take away all the stuff that people want to have. The only thing that really matters, and for me, the only thing that contributes to, to happiness are my relationships. And that most important relationship is the one with myself, right? So this is where some people might hear this and be like, okay, you're right. So I should just stop working on my health goals and really just focus on enjoying my time with the people in my life. The reason it's not like that for me is because the number one relationship that I need to care for is the relationship I have with myself. And I'm not the best version of myself. I'm not taking great care of myself as a relationship if I'm not taking care of my health, you know? So I could do an entire episode on that. Maybe I should. But the thing that is true for me that I didn't know six years ago is that the only thing that matters are our relationships. The next question says, I think the daily coaching audios are genius both the content and the idea of them. So just to give you guys context on what that is, every single day uh, for years now, I send a short daily coaching audio message to my clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. That's separate from the daily mindset upgrades, which are a newer thing outside of the 12 Weeks to Transformation. You can learn about those at primalpotential.com forward slash text. Okay, so I think the daily coaching audios are genius, both the content and the idea for them. How did you first get the idea to do the daily audios? I love the bite-sized reminder in my day. I thought about it because I think we need more touch points and, and more small things. So if we listen to a podcast that's 30 or 40 minutes long, maybe by the end of it, the thing that really struck us four minutes in, we've already forgotten about it. And sometimes we, we work on ourselves. Like in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, there's one challenge every week. Well, most people will watch that on Sunday or Monday. Well, come Thursday... Is it still top of mind? Are you still focused on it? And what I found to be true for myself and for my clients is that we drift very easily. We can be highly, highly motivated on Monday and motivation is nowhere in sight on Wednesday. So I wanted to get in front of my clients, not only with a message to, to bring them back and prevent them from drifting, but also a message that they could really engage with, that they could act on, that's short enough that they're not going to get to the end of it and forget what was at the beginning of it. So that's kind of where that came from. And this person had a second question. 
Are the principles you teach in the 12 Weeks to Transformation and use to lose weight yourself and improve uh, your own finances, are they the same principles you use to build your business? Yes, and there's different ones. You know, there are certainly things that I use in business that are more exclusively applicable to business, but um, there's not anything in the 12 Weeks to Transformation that doesn't apply to my business, right? So the tools that I teach in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, yes, are the same tools that I use on my own health. They're the same tools that I use for my own finances and for my own relationships and my own business. There are certainly plenty of other things in business outside of that, like networking is so important. It is absolutely a tool in my business, but networking isn't something that we teach in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. Does that make sense? Um, How did you overcome the fear of starting your business? I'm currently on that journey myself. I don't think I had a fear of starting a business. I had a fear that I wouldn't make money. You know, it wasn't like, oh gosh, I'm afraid to start a business. Sometimes the issue with fear and having a hard time overcoming it is because we're not really clear on what the fear is. So I definitely had some fears, but it wasn't about starting a business. I had a fear of criticism, rejection, people judging me. I had a fear of failure, but it wasn't starting a business that was scary to me. So then when you know what the specific fear is, like fear of judgment, fear of criticism, I overcome that by realizing that no matter what I did, I was going to experience criticism and judgment. When I worked at my job, before I started Primal Potential, there was criticism and there was judgment. I didn't do well enough. I didn't do it fast enough. I didn't do it right. My opinion wasn't agreed with. That's everywhere. So if it's everywhere, it's not a reason to not start a business. No matter who I work for or what I do for work, there are going to be people who are in disagreement or who are judgmental or critical, period. So looking at that and getting really clear on it was very helpful for me. Fear of failure, to me, failure was not making enough money to keep going. It wasn't you know, I might not make a million dollars. It was, I might not be able to make enough to support myself and therefore I'd have to go back and work for somebody else. That was a fear. How I overcame that fear was through action. I needed to build relationships. I needed to have something that created results because first, the relationships were necessary for people to say yes to me. So I had to be focused on building relationships. And then the only reason that they would say yes is if I had something that really worked and was really good. So I just used my energy to do those things. But that fear, I guess, is kind of similar to the fear of being judged in that it's everywhere. When I had a job, I was afraid that I would get fired. I can't tell you how many times in my job something would go poorly. We'd have an issue with a vendor or we would uh, miss a deadline or I would make a mistake and I would fear losing my job. It's kind of the same thing, except nobody else fires you when you're working for yourself. That fear of failure, that fear of not having the money, because that's why I didn't want to get fired. I didn't want to get fired because I needed the money. It's everywhere. So 
when you are afraid that you're going to lose your job or get fired because you made a mistake at work, then you just hustle your face off to fix the mistake and to not make the mistake again. And I think the same is true in working for yourself. Okay, if I'm worried that I'm not going to make enough money, well, I better shift this energy and attention away from worry and into action because otherwise I'm not going to have the time and the energy that I need to prevent the thing that I'm thinking about right now. How do you organize your schedule for content planning and creation? My first response to that is, I kind of don't, it's all over the place, but that's not entirely true. So sometimes I have a tendency to be a little bit too hard on myself and I joke that like behind the scenes is duct tape and zip ties, but it's really not as bad as I see it in my head. It's actually a lot better than kind of how I see it in my head. So I'll try to, I'll try to break it down. One of the most important things that I do is spend a lot of time listening and thinking. So the majority of my content comes from listening and thinking. And that means listening to conversations that are happening on my social media comments, in my direct messages, in my 12 Weeks to Transformation, in the Free Primal Potential Facebook group, when people email me. Everything that is said is a potential topic, right? Because there's something that underlies it. Somebody emails and says, I'm really stressed out because things at work are crazy and so I've been overeating and this, that, and the other thing. It's not the circumstances. It's what's beneath it. Feeling out of control, feeling like the circumstances dictate our choices more than our goals dictate our choices. So I really, and this is something that I continue to get better at. I would say years ago, it wasn't something I was good at at all, but it's a, it's a practice and I've just, you know, practiced seven days a week for six years listening to what is happening and thinking about it. What is the real issue here? If we had to boil this down to like a root cause, what would it be? What are the five things that the three people that I talked to in the last 24 hours are most struggling with? That's where the content comes from. And then I'm always keeping notes. If you guys saw the notes app on my phone, it's insane. I probably make an average of, let's say average, 20 notes a day. And that could be an idea for a podcast. It could be something I want to be sure to bring up on my next coaching webinar with my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients. It could be, oh, this would be an amazing daily mindset upgrade message. But as I'm having conversations, as I'm reading things, comments, emails, you name it, I'm always making notes to myself. And then I have gotten better at having quiet time. So for me right now, that's my daily walks. I do a lot of thinking there. A lot of ideas come to me there. I write them down. And then we kind of more on like the granular side of things, we have an editorial calendar. It's nothing fancy. It's a Google sheet that, you know, Susie and I really put together And it has every podcast date for the month. And I just start to plug in different ideas. And same thing with like the VIP email and any other emails that are going out. I just start to plug in different ideas and it all lives there. We're getting better about being strategic, sitting down and saying like, okay, 
what are the main things we want to talk about this month? Um, what are the main things that we're hearing from our listeners and from people on social media? But really, I just am always making notes. But the biggest piece of it is um, listening and thinking, listening and thinking. I tend to do the daily mindset upgrades every single day, but everything else I batch out. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I do podcasts. Wednesdays, I do um, writing like the VIP email. Thursday and Friday are for my book, my next book. Now, there's a hundred other things that happen on those days. It's not like Monday and Tuesday, all I do is a podcast. I also, you know, do social media and I respond to emails every single day, seven days a week. And there's many other things that happen, but for like content creation, I try to not feel like I need to find time to write the book today and I need to record a podcast today and oh my gosh, it's Friday, I need to write the VIP email. So that's kind of how I organize things. What are your dreams or goals for Primal Potential moving forward? One of the big ones right now is my next book, and I'm still very early in that process, earlier than I would like to be, uh, earlier than I feel like I should be. Um, one thing that I really enjoy doing are the annual Ascend events. So Ascend is Primal Potential's annual weekend workshop, and I would love to do two or three of those a year instead of just one a year. That would be awesome. Um, who knows what that will look like in the current climate with coronavirus and travel restrictions and gatherings and all of that, but maybe it makes it easier because we do some smaller ones more frequently. Um, that would be very, very cool. I also would love to help other health professionals, whether that is uh, personal trainers or people who consider themselves life coaches. I would really love to have a sort of like train the trainer model where I help people help their clients better because I hear from a lot of people in those roles that they're frustrated that their clients aren't getting results. And I think that there's... Um, a lot that I would love to share from a, a mindset and a behavior change perspective to help them. So those are a few things, but I also look forward to being open to new ideas, right? I, I never want to be so rigid that I say, this is what primal potential is going to look like five years from now, because I know new ideas come every day and new opportunities come every day. And so I'm trying to also leave room for a lot of flexibility in, in what that might look like. I'm very much looking forward to having more children and having that be part of the conversation as we, as we raise, you know, knock on wood, God willing, more children and, um, on our property with, you know, the apple orchard and the grapes and the chickens and hopefully soon goats and all of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm excited about that. What were the milestones you had during the six years? Hmm. Releasing Chasing Cupcakes was a huge milestone. That was my first book. Um, and that happened in January of 2018. That was, no, January 2019. That was a massive milestone. I think starting the podcast was a big one. I think my first uh, seven-figure year was a big one. Um, bringing on Susie 
as our COO, our chief operating officer back in December of 2019. That was a huge, huge step forward and one that I had been kind of scared to take for a very long time. That that was a big milestone. Um, anytime we launch something new and we launch the daily mindset upgrades in the spring, that was a huge milestone. Those are the only ones that really stand out to me. I'm sure that there have been many more and things that we tried that didn't work, right? We, um, we launched a second podcast one time called Daily Motivations. And I think this was even before I started my daily coaching audios. And maybe that's kind of what that transitioned into. I don't really remember the details of it. Um, but it just didn't really, it didn't really work well. And maybe it didn't work well because I didn't give it enough time. Perhaps maybe it just got to the point where it wasn't worth the time that I was spending on it. Um, but you know, there there have been so many milestones. What challenges caused you to grow and change and evolve? The biggest one. Um, well, before losing Dagny, getting pregnant. Getting pregnant definitely caused me to grow and change and evolve. That's sort of what uh, got me to the point where I was like, okay, it's really time to hire not just, you know, we, we have a lot of people on the team um, in different roles and, and uh, we have, you know, people who are on the team who only work for us. We have subcontractors who work for us and for other people. But that decision to bring on somebody in like a management role um, and in a significant management role really came from getting pregnant and knowing that I didn't want to be sort of like the buck stops here, the be all end all of primal potential that, that came from pregnancy. But I think the biggest challenge in my life, which means the biggest challenge in my business was, um, losing Dagny. And the very same week that Dagny died was the week that everything sort of shut down because of, uh, coronavirus and we had to pull a launch and we've never had to do that. And it was the first March and April of 2020 were the first months ever that Primal Potential lost money. And that was really scary. It had never happened. And here it was happening, you know, weeks after my daughter died. And that was a very scary time. And I had just made this big hire, not only in hiring Susie, but when Susie came on almost right away, we hired four or five other different roles. And um, it was so scary, but it absolutely has forced me to grow and to change and to think about things differently. I think every hard thing can do that if you allow it to be considered that way. Because it could have been like, you know what, closing up shop, this is awful. I mean, we didn't we didn't even have that conversation um, because I just was determined, like, how are we going to figure this out? What are we going to do about it? But in every hard thing, we have that opportunity. I'm trying to think of other challenges. Um, divorce was a big one because I talked about my marriage and my life with my former husband regularly on the show. And he also was the tech, at that point, Primal Potential was just me. I didn't have any other help. And my website was built and managed and maintained, not just my website. I had an app at one point that didn't really work out either. Um, 
I had all sorts of different tech things that he managed and handled and ran. And I didn't know how to do the things that he was doing and I didn't know how to maintain it myself. And so when we separated, I was terrified. One of my biggest fears at that point was that the divorce would be the reason that primal potential failed because I wouldn't be able to do it without his help and I would have to go, you know, get a job and and stop with primal potential and thank God, truly thank God that didn't happen, but it also didn't happen, you know, I give God all the credit, but I was determined to learn and to figure things out and I had to pay people to teach me things that my, you know, former husband had done for a long time, but that was a big a big challenge. Why did I start Primal Potential? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I've answered it a lot before. And if you guys are working your way through the podcast, you'll eventually get to that. But um, I, for a long time, wanted to work for myself. And I had lost a lot of weight. And I had very strong opinions about kind of what shifted from a lifetime of struggling to do so and then finally doing it. And I really wanted to share that. But because of the job that I was in, I kind of couldn't do both at the same time. Um, And I wasn't happy in the job that I was in. Um, So yeah, if I had to go back to EB six years ago, to myself six years ago, what would I say to her? It's so tough to answer because life has been really good, but it's also been really hard. You know, six years ago, I, I I definitely wouldn't have told her what's ahead because she probably would have, I don't know, crawled in a hole and never come out. I definitely would not have told her that there was a divorce ahead um, or that she would lose a child. You know, there's just so much that's happened and so much of it has been like good and exciting. Um, I think I would probably tell her to slow down a little bit and to enjoy herself a lot more and to prioritize building relationships. And I don't just mean romantic relationships, but I I think I would tell her to really slow down and prioritize relationships. Um, what have you learned about your clients over the last six years? That's a great question. I think I've learned about people that they're so close to a dramatically different life, they have to be willing to think differently. And the people who are willing to think differently, I mean, it's a discipline, it's a choice. It's a choice you have to make a thousand times a day. The people who are willing to think differently can transform dramatically, do transform dramatically. Um, This same person asked if I could share some stories about people who have radically changed their lives. There's one woman who... um, when she started listening to the podcast, her her marriage was on the rocks real bad. And she was unhappy and she felt like she had no direction. And now I see her as a totally different person. Not only is her marriage on solid ground and they're happy and they're in love, but she just has such a more beautiful, more abundant, more peaceful mindset. And she's, she's radiant. She looks incredible. She feels incredible. Oh my goodness. There's another client and I, and I've asked her several times to be on the podcast and she just doesn't want to share her story publicly, which I totally, uh, understand and respect completely. But the reason I want her to come on is because I've just seen her go from 
reserved and insecure and obsessed with food and dieting and really judgmental and critical of herself to confident and consistent and peaceful. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And like, yeah, I can think of clients who have lost 120 and 130 pounds and that's awesome. But the the biggest transformations that I see and that includes weight and finances and relationships and career, are when people really say, okay, I'm ready to go through life thinking about things differently and not being so like stubborn and stuck in my ways with my thoughts. Uh, Where do you see your business six years from now? Great question. I really would love to still be podcasting. I'd love to have Chris be on the podcast with me sometimes. Um, Right now, I think he wouldn't really say very much. Like we could, he he was on a podcast a couple of Valentine's days ago. I feel like Valentine's Day 2019, maybe he was on the podcast. Um, And then of course we did an episode together after Dagny died. But um, he's not really, he's a jokester, you know? So I feel like he would come on and like banter and be funny and try to make jokes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But he wouldn't, I don't know that we could get anything out of him that would be like really, really good to listen to, but I hope that that, I hope that changes. I would love to have him on the show more. That would be cool. I would love to have a big family that I'm sharing with you guys and sharing about parenting and sharing about um, just the way that we choose to build our family. I, I really pray, like I really pray that that is in the cards for me. Uh, and for all of us, that would be very exciting. I'd love to have a couple more books in 2020 and maybe do a book tour. I didn't do a book tour with Chasing Cupcakes, but that would be really fun to do. And then there's a lot that I want to have be the same. I still want to be podcasting. I still want to be doing live events. Um, I still want to share as much of my life and my journey and your life and your journey as I do right now. <laughs> I love this question. How did you find your purpose? I found my purpose in the week after Dagny died. And that is to build an incredible family. And I think some people think that primal potential is my purpose. And, and so a few months ago, if you had asked me that, I would have said, I don't, I, I don't have a purpose yet. I, I love what I do, but like, is it my life's calling? No. And it's funny because Chris and I have this conversation all the time. Since I have known Chris, he has done so many different things. And a lot of the different things he's done, like from a career occupation standpoint, were at my urging. When he, he had... I don't even remember what he was doing for work when we met and started dating, but he really didn't like it. And I was like, why don't you start like an aerial drone company and do drone photography for real estate and this, that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. And so he did, he started it and no business is easy to start. And from my perspective, he wasn't consistent and he didn't give it enough time and enough effort and it didn't work in the time frame that he wanted it to. And so then he went on to the next thing and then he went on to the next thing. And, you know, we're, we're always in this sort of conversation about what's the next thing. We literally just had a conversation about the next thing for him yesterday. And he has said countless times to me in frustration, not everybody just knows what they want to do like you do. And I'm like, bro, 
I don't know what I want to do. You know, I really don't. I felt that way until just a few months ago. And I, before, before we decided to get pregnant and conceive Dagny, I wanted to have kids, but I was like not totally sold on it because I'm very independent. I didn't love the idea of, of giving up any degree of my freedom. And I, I don't think I ever said I don't want kids, but I definitely was not the person that was like, yes, I want kids. I want a family. I want this. I want that. Then when Dagny died, uh, it was a very unique circumstance in that the lockdown, the shutdown, whatever the heck you want to call it, hell, um, happened. And so I'm just going to call it the way I see it, right? And I'm sure there are people in my life who see it differently, and that's fine. This is my perspective. People didn't show up for us. Now, there are exceptions. Chris's brothers were there. My mom and my sister were there. Um, and there are, there are reasons. I'm not saying there are not reasons, right? COVID, all of that. But it hurts so bad. The reasons are there. I'm not trying to say people didn't have reasons. I understand that there were reasons, and I am not here to say they weren't valid. What I'm here to say is that they were painful. And even my mom and my sister, you know, were steadfast, and they were here, and they were the ones that, you know, showed up at the house, and they brought food, and they sat with us, and and sometimes they literally just sat on the floor while I cried. Um, And I just had a knowing a just deep conviction in my bones that I want to create a family that is everything I felt like I didn't have when we needed it most. And I don't want my kids to ever feel like they're alone or to ever feel like they weren't rallied around in their darkest hour. And... Yes, it was amazing that my mom was there and my sister was there and, and for the funeral, Chris's brothers. But but we both have big families and our big families weren't there. And I don't ever want my children to feel that. So I just knew that not only did I want to have as many kids as we could, but that I wanted to raise them in a certain way that not only do we show up for each other, that people know our family is what shows up. If we have to wear a hazmat suit, if we have to walk, if we have to drive a million miles, if we have to break the law, we will show up for people, not just for each other, but for other people. And and Chris really felt the same way and feels the same way. Um, so I found my purpose from the most painful thing that I have ever been through and am still going through. So sometimes these awful things happen and we just see the bad in it. But I can say as much as I wish Dagny were still here, as much as I wish that our families had had chosen differently um, when she died, that I am grateful for this knowing that came from that. So I don't see primal potential as my purpose. I like it. I love it. There are things about it that, that I hope I can do for the rest of my life. But it's not my purpose. Um, do you think, talk about a total 180 question, do you think podcasts are becoming oversaturated now? No, just like I don't think television is becoming oversaturated right now. I mean, if we look at 
how many television shows there were in 1975 compared to how many television shows there are in 2020. Whoa, are they oversaturated? No, we just have more options. And you get to find what you like and you get to be more selective. In 1975, people probably watched shows they didn't really like because it was all that was on. Podcasts, we're talking about a way shorter period of time. I don't even know when the first podcast was. I mean, let's say 2008. I don't even know. Could have been 2010. I know mine started in 2014. There are probably, well, there are certainly exponentially more podcasts today in 2020 than in 2014. Are they more saturated? No, you just have more options. You know, you you just have more options. I absolutely do not think they are becoming oversaturated. All right, we're going to do another round of this, but let me just rapid fire a few more questions and then we'll do the giveaway of the three signed copies of Chasing Cupcakes. What is it within you that allows you to never give up? I don't want to live a crappy life. I mean, seriously, that's, that's really all it is. I know I said rapid fire. I'll keep this quick. If I gave up, I don't want to live that life, that life of like, I don't really feel like trying. I have no desire to live that life. What is the number one thing that you have learned the last six years that relationships matter most? Um, Your success and weight loss is evident. What is the most important aspect of your journey? Not being dramatic. You know, yesterday, um, Chris and I went out for Mexican food and I enjoyed chips and salsa, which I would often skip and pass up, but I was really hungry and they looked good and they were good. So I ate some. And after dinner, we went out for ice cream. Years ago, it would have been like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Oh, I feel like crap this morning. Now it's just like, well, okay, that's over. I'm going to just make today great. Um, Not being dramatic, I would say, is one of the biggest ones. If you do nothing else, what is one thing you suggest I do in order to lose weight over and above your strategies? Um, journaling for the awareness, for the paying attention. There's a lot of good that comes from paying attention. I know there is no, these are all sort of about weight loss. I know there is no weight loss silver bullet, but if there was one, what would it be? Yeah, there isn't. Make good choices, (laughs) right? Make good choices. There you go. Um, I'm going to save that one for another time because that that one kind of goes in a different direction. Oh, and I'll, I'll do another rapid fire one. Did you obtain any certifications for life coaching? No, I don't consider myself a life coach. I don't really consider myself. If people ask me what I do, I say I'm a podcaster. So no, I think, and I'm going to get all sorts of hate from people on this and it's okay. This is just my opinion and I welcome you having a different one. I think all the life coaching certifications out there were created to capitalize on people who feel like they need a certification in order to help people. So I think that they're more opportunistic than they are necessary. I feel that way. It's okay if you don't feel that way. I think they are more opportunistic than they are necessary. Let's give away three signed copies of Chasing Cupcakes. At underscore fit Lizzie Buff underscore. You are winner number one at underscore fit Lizzie Buff underscore at Kara underscore Murray underscore. Lots of underscores. And at Sky Gone Strong. If that's you, 
email Christopher at primalpotential.com. He's helping me mail things out these days and we will get your signed copy. Just make sure you tell him I was the winner in episode 785 because that is how we will know what to send to you. At underscore fit Lizzie Buff underscore at Kara underscore Murray at Sky Gone Strong. You've got 60 days to email Christopher at primalpotential.com to have us send you your signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes. Thank you for these awesome questions. We're going to do a part two. I don't know if we'll air it either next Saturday or sometime before then, but these questions were fantastic. I had such a blast answering them. Please keep your questions coming. DM me at Elizabeth Benton on Instagram, or you can join our free Primal Potential Facebook community and message me there as well. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.